Hey, yes, it's me, Jean-Luc Welch. We are back again with the greatest show on the internet today, The Welch Report. Hi, it's me. Oh, feels good to be back. It has been a minute since I've been back here on this podcast. I understand. Understand I was getting my education. I was trying to, you know, be an educated Negro. Like we've been saying on this podcast. That's why all the shows have been not as what we can say um, <laughs> consistent <laughs> as I would like them to be. But I'm done. We're through. We're finished. Got my master's degree. And now... All that's left to do is pave my legacy and turn myself into the greatest analysis of all sports of all time. Uh, when you, the viewers, excuse me, the listeners, soon to be viewers, <laughs> can help me get to that momentous milestone and occasion. But like I said before, it's me, Jean-Luc Welch. We're back again on the Welch Report. Sorry for the hiatus. We're back to give you what I love to do, which is talk about the latest and greatest that's been going on in the sports world today. So without further ado, let's get right into it. My goodness, it's finally time for the NBA Finals. Yes, this Thursday, the Celtics versus the Warriors are going to uh, battle to see who can gain supremacy as the truly best team in the NBA, at least for this season. And when I tell you it's been a whirlwind, specifically with this Miami Heat Celtic and Celtics matchup, it has been an utter the, the, the kerfuffle. That's all I can really call it. Understand this, and this is what the episode is going to be about for the majority. Uh, no, excuse me, not for the majority, for the entirety. The Celtics and Heat. And if the Celtics can get past the Warriors to finally get in their first championship since 2000. 10. Understand this when I was watching the entire series. That was one of the most roller coaster series I've ever seen in my years of watching the playoffs. Not because every game was close, but because the amount of swings between games were astronomical. Heat would blow out the Celtics one game. Next game, Celtics blow out the Heat. Next game, Heat are up 26 to 7, something like that. And then all of a sudden, the Celtics bring it back and, and, and within two, with three minutes left. It was like that the entire series. And it was, it was insane. First off, the biggest thing that we need to touch on is Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler has established himself as in the playoffs, he can elevate his game to a top five talent. Am I going to call him a top five player? No. Reason being is that during the entire regular season and, no, not and, just in the regular season, he does not show that to be the case. You can say is it, maybe he's saving himself, or, or maybe he just can't hit the gear up until playoff time. One thing for sure, when it comes playoff time, Jimmy Butler is able to do something that very few players in this league are able to do, which is, Play above their standard. Play above what their projected output is. And he's done that consistently throughout his playoff career. And just, again, game six, 47 points. Game seven, even when they lost, 36. He was one of the main reasons why they were even in this entire season. Excuse me, not one of. It was the sole main reason that he even had a shot 
at getting um, to the finals against the Celtics. He was playing out of his mind, utterly out of his mind. He was giving them problems left, right, and center, both on the offensive and defensive end. We have to make sure that we can never underestimate nor besmirch the name of Jimmy Butler. I'm never going to talk bad about him ever again. Because, again, when he went on the Timberwolves, he brought the dog mentality. When he was on the Celtics, he brought the dog mentality. When he got to Miami, he brought the dog mentality. The only difference was is that everybody in the organization on Miami, not excuse me, did I say Celtics? I meant when he went to Miami. Excuse me. Sixers, Minnesota, and Miami. When he got to Miami, he was finally accepted by the entire organization in terms of if you're going to bring that energy, okay, we'll back you up with it. We'll bring that same level with you. And it jailed perfectly. My goodness, now they have a legitimate franchise that they can build upon for the next couple of years. And they got a great core of talent with them. Great core of talent. Max Struess, Strice, whatever the world's name is, came up big. Victor Oladipo showed flashes that he can get back to what his former self was when, when they were uh, well, b- before his big injury and, and, and had to get uh, the multiple surgeries on his knees. They have legitimate promise. And n- not promise, excuse me. They're here. They are here. The only problem is that ran, they ran into a Celtics team that finally did what I have been asking them to do for the past five years. Ever since LeBron lost everybody and, 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 and he went and ran through Boston. Can you finally capitalize on the potential that your team should be able to reach? Boston Celtics for a number of years have been a team that we've always talked about. Oh, what they can get there. They have the core pieces. Jason Tatum, he's only 19. Oh, he's only 19. Every stinking time I turn around, the brother can be 30. And everybody's still going to be saying he's only 19. Yes, I know it's a joke. But again, even still, from early age, Jason Tatum showed promise. And Jalen Brown showed himself to be a great two-way player. Then... Both players elevated their game. Consistently, we watched them get better. Then they got Marcus Smart, Al Horford. They had Brad Stevens, who was a, who was a phenomenal coach. Now with their new current coach, they, again, seemingly had all the pieces. But just like when they had Brad Stevens, and when they had Marcus Smart, when they had Al Horford, when they had Jason Tanner, when they had Jalen Brown in the past, the question was always, can they finally do it? And I consistently said no. You know why? Because the one thing that the Boston Celtics had with the talent, defense, offensive firepower, youth, ability to run, can have multiple different um, scoring options. They're deep. They have chemistry. The one thing they didn't have that made me never give them a shot at making it to the finals was their inability to grasp the concept that now is the time to kill. That was the one thing, the one thing that kept impeding their progress. Whether you want to say it was 
when um against LeBron after everybody left. Whether you want to say it was against Giannis when they had Kyrie Irving. Whatever the case may be, regardless of the situation, the Boston Celtics have always been a team that in terms of talent, they have from top to bottom the ability to play with just about everybody and anybody. Outside of the 2017-2018, or however long Kevin Durant was on the Warriors, outside of that one squad, Boston Celtics had the talent to be able to, in, 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 in the recent years, to be able to say, we can make it and they can win it. But the one thing that they never had was the ability to grasp the kill. Whenever they had somebody up, whenever they were clearly outmatched or outmatching the opponent that they had, when it came down to say, okay, we got to lock it in and end it, when it meant a trip to the finals, never capitalized. Never capitalized. Never capitalized. No matter how good Jason Tatum did, no matter how good Jalen Brown played, no matter how good the ball was rolling for them, no matter how much momentum kept flowing, something always happened that made them falter. Something always happened that made them falter. Despite the talent and potential that they kept touting that they had. But now I can finally say they've put that stuff to rest. And my goodness, that's, it's, it's about time. Doggone it. It's about time that I can say that the Celtics now look like a team and act like a team that can win it all. But even in me saying that, I can't even say that without putting an asterisk beside that comment because of the fact that, again, with a team that from top to bottom, they should have outmatched and outplayed, especially with the way that Tyler Hero and, and, and Duncan Robinson were playing this is Two people that should be and are franchise pieces for that Miami Heat squad for years to come. Should have been Tyler Hero, one sixth man of the year this year, was averaging 20, like what was it, 20 and four for the, for the entire year. Good field goal percentage, was having multiple breakout games, was it had everybody looking at the Heat and saying, oh my gosh, now they have their own um, uh, uh, second unit monster they can bring off the floor. On top of with Duncan Robinson, who again was supposed to be top tier shooter, one of the best in the league, somebody who can, can give you 18 to 20 on threes alone, also tall and lanky and take, can take advantage of mismatches at six foot seven. Their own person, excuse me, their own personal Clay Thompson with youth, not the defense, but in terms of shooting and youth, hey, we got a, a, a similar equivalent, not in terms of production, but in terms of ability. Because he was legitimately one of the best shooters in the league, at least before this season. My goodness. So, you get a Celtics team that goes up against a Miami Heat squad. Again, they're out. They outmatch them in talent, depth. Their coach has shown that he can really turn that team into a force, turn that team into the best defense in the entire league, especially in the Eastern Conference. Far and away, had everything going for them. And yet, this series went to Game 7. 
This is what I hate about the Celtics. Despite what I all the accolades, the acclaims, the congratulatory things that that I gave them to say, hey, you finally got over the hump. Congratulations, applause. In fact, with my new soundboard. Yes, I can. Yes, I can do this now. Oh, this is this is abysmal. This is not abysmal. This is glorious. In fact, clap it up for me for spending money to get this, this level of production for you, the people, to enjoy on your car. Uh, excuse me, not on your car. Why are you maybe listening to this on your on the hood of your car, on top of your car, like some romance novel, the, the movie, whatever the world you you deem uh, acceptable. For this podcast to be played. And as well, just a quick plug. Play this everywhere you go. Play this on, on, on YouTube. Put it through your phone, in your car. Blare it while you're driving down the street or in your headphones. If you lose your hearing, lose your hearing listening to me. The most, the, 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 the most attractive voice <laughs> in, in the business for you to get all of your greatest and best sports analyses. But shameless plug aside. Also, speaking of shameless plug, go listen to Mitchell Baldwin's podcast that I was just recently on. He, Mitchell Baldwin, as, as a quick aside, a phenomenal man that I well, was fortunate enough to be able to spend my years uh uh, alongside within college, he truly has made something great for himself in his own right for his own college uh, for his own post collegiate career. He also the show a podcast called the Got Next Podcast. I was recently on it. Go check it out. I was on it. He had a phenomenal game called Out of Bounds. It is great. It was fun, and you get to hear me rant on the Phoenix Suns for about five minutes. Trust me. I'm going to make my own show about that. But go check out what I had to say about that on his show. Again, Got Next Podcast on YouTube channel. Go to YouTube and type in Money Mitch. That will be his, his, his name of his YouTube channel. Again, phenomenal stuff. He's got great stuff going on. Go and check it out. And in the process, hear me on the show. And hear me absolutely go to town. I've been on a couple of his shows. So, again, I forget which ones I'm on. But check them out. I'm on a couple of them. You get to hear me and him go at it and banter. But, again, that that shameless plug aside. And shameless plug in for his show aside. Um, every stinking time, Boston has somebody who is they are better than. Consistently, they let them. Stay around. See, and that's what makes it so bad when I see them go up and play against the Golden State Warriors. One thing about the Golden State Warriors, track record is shown. That's not going to happen. That's not going to happen with them. Every time the Warriors have outmatched somebody, the nine times out of ten, they took care of business. They've done it. Whether it was in uh, 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 when in Cleveland, First time they played uh, Le- LeBron when Kyrie and Kevin Love got hurt, took care of him. Even though LeBron did his best to stretch it and give his team a shot, and he had a phenomenal series. My goodness, he had a phenomenal series. But again, took care of him in the six. And then after they lost to, the, to, to LeBron the following year, when they got Kevin Durant, took care of that business. Point blank and period, and they would have taken care of Toronto if it wasn't for injuries. And everybody knows this. And this year, when they played against the Nuggets with Nikola Jokic, 
Nikola Jokic was dogging them. Yes, he was. Absolutely, he was. He showed why he was the best big man. Not was. Is the best big man in the league outside of Giannis Antetokounmpo. He showed it. Excuse me. Showed it far, bar, far and away. And he showed it by himself. He is a force to be reckoned with, even with no help. But guess they took care of business. Every time they won, it was demoralizing for me to watch. Because I was like, yo, because they're doing everything you can. And the Warriors are just, they're just not letting it happen. They're just not going to let you beat them. And they're going to stop everybody else. Made every other option on that team null and void. While we look on the flip side with Boston, this very series, they got Bam Adebayo, who, who was not playing great this series. Was not. I just face facts. He wasn't. He did not, he did not play like the number two option he's supposed to be. The fact that they had Matt Struess coming out as one of the best offensive options for them. Kyle Lowry chipping in. I know a couple brothers who really don't like Kyle Lowry. A couple of them do not like Kyle Lowry at all. Deem all of his all-star appearances null and void and gifted to him. I don't agree that's the case. But hey, despite that, still, the brother, again, they let him chip in. And even with Tyler Hero and Duncan Robinson playing some of the worst basketball I've seen. Combined, both of them were shooting below 30% from three. Both of them. I think Tyler Hill was shooting under, like, I think Tyler Hill was shooting like 33, 35% from the field. Incredibly low. If I'm wrong, hey, excuse me. But you watch the games. I watch the games. They didn't even play them as much as they should have. And in some cases, they played them even more than they should have. Heard the announcers in game seven saying, Tyler Hill hasn't touched the floor. Your doggone right the brother hasn't touched the floor. Your doggone right, because that cat wasn't hitting anything. Anything. Shooting them out of games. I get that you as a shooter, you don't give up. But every time he put up a shot, every sticking time Tyler Hill put up a shot, this is what I felt. Every time. Every time, every time, every time he put up a shot, it was scary. Oh, it was petrifying. Because I was fearful of the clang I was going to hear next that would echo throughout my room <laughs> whenever he put up a shot. And that's, and that's just the case when it comes to Boston. Despite all of that, and actually that goes into my next segment, new segment, we're trying new stuff. Tell it like it is. Yes, 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 yes. Sit down, come in. Oh, I got to lay some stuff on you. Uh, this is this this is this is the time that no matter what you feel about me, about 
the Celtics, about the show, about anything, about anything in life, you've got to sit down and face facts. In this segment, that's what we do. We tell it like it is. We hurt feelings. We play, we play church music. I'm having a solid. We play church music. Where I'm from, when you hear this, it's time that you need to look at yourself and understand a couple of things. And what Boston needs to understand about themselves is that right now, even with this success that you have, you are not ready to face Golden State. Y'all are going to, and this is where I tell it like it is, Golden State's going to win the championship. I wouldn't be surprised if they win it in five. And the reason why is because of the fact that with Golden State, they have the thing that you don't. Like I said at the top of the show, they can kill you when it's time. That's the problem with Boston. They can't kill you when it's time. Boston Celtics have, you know, on, on paper, statistically, one of, if not, no, I believe, the best defense in the NBA, like I said earlier. With that, however, we've seen the offense go stagnant. We've seen it. And we've seen them give up runs. Against talent that that shouldn't be happening. We've seen Jimmy Butler single-handedly take them to school. Nearly sent the Heat to the finals by himself. If it wasn't for an idiotic shot. If it was not for an idiotic shot. And if he had taken the two. Tried to force the foul on Al Warford going into the paint. In the last 11 seconds of the game. Hey, we would have been looking at a different story. Looking at a completely different story. But since that's not the case. We still got to look at the fact that that was even a plausible outcome. I get that the Heat got grit. I get that the Heat are incredibly sound when it comes to chemistry. One of the most chemistry-driven teams in the entire NBA. I understand that. I feel that. That's, I don't even need, I shouldn't even need to say that. Because NBA fans understand that. That's why they have so much respect. That's why they have so much respect. They play hard. They play tough. Yes, 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 yes. But they still shouldn't have, this series should not have gone to six. It shouldn't have. It should not have. The fact that Boston got blown out in a couple of these games is inexcusable. The Warriors don't let that happen. The stuff you got away with when you played against Miami in this series to get to the final, you're not getting away with that when it comes to Golden State. You're not. Their offense is too dynamic. They don't need play. That's what makes this so bad for Boston. They don't need plays to get open. The one thing about Miami, they're and their chemistry allows them to run plays flawlessly. However, when that fails, they then rely on isolation. Hey, go and take us there. Bam, Jimmy, Tyler Hero. Would have been Victor Oladipo if he wasn't recovering. But hey, in time, that'll come. But right now, those three are if all else fails, the safety option. Once that falls out, though, nah. Nah, then they will only rely on defense and fast break opportunities from turnovers. Which again, I'm not knocking. That's just the fact of the matter. You get telling it like it is. 
When it comes to Golden State, however, that's not going to fly. That's not. Clay Thompson's in his stride. Steph Curry is playing like Steph Curry. Their young core, Moses Moody, Kaminga, Jordan Poole, even Kevin Looney, who, again, friends who know me know how much I don't like Kevin Looney and didn't like Kevin Looney because of the fact that he's beating the, the dominant performances that he's having is against undersized bigs. And I've been saying this when it comes to small ball. Small ball, when you get one person, they don't got to be great to affect the game in this era of basketball when it comes to the big men. Because the fact that if you can just do one job well, which is rebound, and be a space holder and play that role as hard as you can, you can make an impact. You can make an impact. You can. When you're playing teams that only play six, nine centers, it's just a fact. It's just a fact. Take Dallas, for example. How many times are we looking at Luca? No help whatsoever. Playing, doing everything he can. Everything he can. And then you turn around, all of a sudden, Warriors are about 15. Kevon Louis got 21 and 24. 18 and 24. 20 and 16. I'm looking at this brother, and I said, this man sucks. Now I'm saying, okay, this man doesn't suck. Blank saying he's no doggone superstar. Pump the brakes now when y'all talk about that man. His, his, his talent was accentuated or rather his production was elevated because of what he was playing against. He is a true center. They ain't got much hops, but the brother for all take it, I can take I can't take this away from him. He's strong. He's strong and he knows one thing, his role. And that's what Boston, not Boston, that's what the words are filled with. Players that play their role and don't get outside of their role. Unlike the Celtics. With guess who? Defensive player of the year, Marcus Smart. Consistently, that brother has been one of the main reasons why they haven't gotten to the finals. Because as a point guard for that team and a defensive specialist, he's popping threes when he don't need to be. Every time, every game, he has one good game. Then he turns into J.R. Smith. Shooting six threes, making one. And almost nullifying his defensive impact by his offensive production. I don't care that he won defensive player of the year. You don't, you are not playing what your team needs. You're not playing in that realm. And that's what the Warriors don't have a problem with. Everybody is settled in and doesn't play outside of themselves. They don't. They just don't. And they got the poise to understand that when it's time to take care of what we need to take care of, we can do it. And we've done it. And that's what all of this keeps revolving back to. Everything in this whole show Revolves back to that one factor that the Warriors can kill you when they are ready. And when the stage is set for you to die, they'll pull the trigger. 
every time Boston's been put in that situation up until this series to get over the hump and reach your potential, they pull the trigger and miss. And it's point blank. Or even worse, they get shot with their own gun. One series of finally usurping that doesn't negate a legacy of failure. And now that's what this whole series is going to come down to. In all honesty, Boston with their defense, youth, shooting ability, one-two punches coupled with a great bench and great coaching. Against a dynasty that knows what they're doing. Which one's going to fold? And in my estimation, as great as Jason Tatum is, as great as Jalen Brown is, as great as as them together have been, and shut up the naysayers who said, well, they can't play together, they can't win together, or they got to choose one over the other. I'm not worried about them. I'm worried about everybody else around them. I love Al Orford. In big moments, he shot one for nine. I love Marcus Smart. In big moments, he shot one for 12. Derek White, supposed to be a 3 and D guy. I've seen him get incredibly streaky. And when it comes down to that, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown are not going to be enough to fight off Jordan Poole, Steph, and Clay. They're not. They're not. Because the way their offense is set up, when that becomes stagnant, they can only rely on their defense. And as a fallback option. And then it turns into a game of runs. And one thing that you don't want to do is try to outrun with this world-class sprinter. That world-class sprinter is the Golden State Warriors. The best at free-form offense. The best at playground ball. The best at playground ball that I've ever seen. The best that I've ever seen throughout their illustrious career. Of winning. All of that. All the struggles that you can say about the Warriors. Become null and void. When you look at it and say. Oh once they hit one shot. Now their offense is every offense. Everybody can run off ball. Everybody can find a man. Everybody can pass. That's just the fact. And when it comes down to, okay, now we only got to rely on defense to get stops. Yeah, you got size. Yeah, you got length. Sure. But when it comes to adapting, that's the one thing that the Warriors are so good at. Adapting. They adapt to everything. They adapt to everything. Everything. We've seen them down and then get comebacks consistently you can't tell me that if Boston was in that same situation the Warriors in were in when they were down losing and they had to come back and 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 essentially dominate to get the win you can't tell me that you can rely on Boston to do that consistently as opposed to Golden State you can't 
the pedigree means nothing. But what created that pedigree is what makes the pedigree so great. See, that's what I hate when people talk about, oh, they have all of this legacy. Whatever, with anybody. Players, teams, whatever. Whatever you talk about, oh, yeah, he's Patrick Beverly, great, great example, who's been on ESPN. He always talks about uh, um, oh, James Harden's da-da-da-da-da. He's got, he's James Harden, da-da-da-da. No, don't do that. Whenever people talk about Golden State and say that they're Golden State, don't do that. If you're going to praise somebody because of the legacy, that's fine. Explain what that legacy is made up of and why it's so great. They have a legacy of winning. Why? Because every time they are in a bind, they adapt like water and turn the whole momentum of the game around. No matter who the opponent is. It doesn't matter what the Golden State. Consistently, their offense has been predicated against everybody. And it's been tested and it's been proven. Boston, you can't say that. Like I said, they've been missing out on reaching their potential for the past four to five years. The same, this, is the, my, this is the same roster. Yeah, they're younger. But when they did reach their peak, and everybody was, okay, yeah, they're serious, which was three years ago. Still nothing. So, when it comes to what makes up the pedigree and the legacy of Golden State versus what the Celtics are trying to step into, or rather, they've stepped into it, they're fighting to understand how to stay in it. It's, 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 not, it's not up for debate. It's not. I'm sorry, it's not. It's not. Now, if I'm proven wrong, hey, I'll admit I'm wrong. But doggone, do I think so? Absolutely not. Because when it comes down to who I can rely on to say if I'm if I got you against the ropes, I can knock you out. And I'm not going to get knocked out in the process by a counter. It's Golden State. It's going to be Golden State. And it will be Golden State. Because as much as I love Jason Tatum, as much as I love Jalen Brown, as much as I love Celtics coach and everything that he's turned that organization into, they are not able when it comes to facing the elite of the elite which again is Golden State they won't be able to handle that they won't they won't they can't because they're going to get hit in the mouth like they like Miami in them this series multiple times and they're not going to be able to recover. They're not. With Miami, here's what made Miami so lethal. Their chemistry made it so that everybody was able to play at their very best for the entire game. Even if their talent couldn't consistently sustain them. You look at Golden State, however, 
They're driven, just like with Miami. They have a culture, just like with Miami. The only difference is everybody on that team has talent. Everybody. It's not a surprise when somebody steps up on Golden State. It was a surprise in Miami. Again, Matt Struess, Strikes, whatever his name is. But when it comes to a team that that's all they do, it just mix and match pieces together. It doesn't matter who they have. And when everybody is on the in the best two are on the floor, have a leaps and bounds more offensive ability than what Celtics faced in Miami. That's just a fact. How far the Celtics are going to be stretched. Yeah, they got conditioning, sure. But again, when it comes to running through screens, when it comes to everybody got to chase Steph, when it comes to, again, that same level of intense defense that they faced in Miami, everything that they faced in Miami is going to be heightened when it comes to Golden State. On top of infinitely better shooting and infinitely better offense, an offense that the Celtics are not able to withstand. Say what you want about Golden State. You can say, that, oh, they're not a great defensive team. Ooh, da, 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 da. Even though they really they are an elite defensive team. They really are. The problem for the Celtics is that you are getting an ultra instinct for my anime fans. You're getting an ultra instinct version of your toughest matchup. And that toughest matchup couldn't get past Super Saiyan. I'm just saying. Just saying. Now you're facing a big kahuna that has everything that you beat previously and struggled to beat, but can execute it at an in, at an entirely different level. It won't go cold like that team. It won't go cold like Miami. They ain't got to rely on just Jimmy Butler save us. They don't. It's not gonna have Bam out of bio, the equivalent of Bam out of bio, which in this case would be. Clay Thompson, in, in in terms of being the 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 option for that team, they're not going to have him. Dis- he's not going to disappear. That, that 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 no, he's not going to disappear. You couple that with a Tyler Hero in the form of Jordan Poole, who consistently is going to give you offensive production and isn't having an abysmal year. This like Tyler Hero's having. Huh. Then off the bench, now you have great bench pieces. Again, Moody, Kaminga, Otto Porter is not a great offensive piece, but what he brings on defense in length is acceptable. And he can shoot. Hasn't been shooting great, but he can. That's the key. That's that's the key. That's the key. That right there is the key. They can and have. That wasn't the case in Miami. Not this, not this year. Warriors, yeah, yes, this year. 
That's why they have a better record than you. It's exactly why that they are a team that's going to outclass you, outrun you, outshoot you, and demoralize you. Because as much as, as, as great of an accomplishment as you have garnered with getting to the NBA Finals in the Boston Celtics, you are now facing, you're now facing legitimately one of the scariest tests that you will ever face. Because you thought that 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 Giannis in Milwaukee is a hard offense to stop. And it is. Don't get me wrong. But in terms of Golden State, my gosh. You want to talk about a, a horrible matchup to where the offense does not falter. It just doesn't. It just doesn't. I'm sorry. It just doesn't. They're able to meld and mold and adapt and move in ways that I don't see Boston being able to. Even with Marcus Smart winning defensive player of the year. I'm sorry. It's just not going to happen. Marcus Smart is not stopping Steph Curry. He's not. He couldn't stop Jimmy Butler. Again, this is not being disrespectful to Jimmy Butler. I respect the mess out of Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler is not Steph Curry. He's not. He's not. And they, they won't be able to get the rotations. They'll get tired. Jason Tatum's going to get winded, which is going to affect his offensive ability trying to guard that dynamic um, um, Warriors offense on the defensive side. All of that is going to come to the inevitable collapse of the Celtics in this series. So you can book it. Warriors are winning the finals. Warriors are winning the finals, my estimation, in six. Comfortably in six. If it gets really bad, I'll say in five. If it gets really bad, I will say in five. Now, again, if I'm wrong, Lord, let me be wrong, please. My goodness, I don't want to see Golden State win again. This isn't because I hate you. It's because I just don't want to see Golden State win again. I'm sorry. I just don't want to see Golden State win again. I saw enough of them. I would love it if, if, if the Celtics got a chip. That'd be phenomenal. Oh, gosh, that'd be phenomenal. I'm not trying to ride the Celtics. I'm not a Celtics fan or anything. But it would be great. But with that being said, no. No. The lights are different. They're brighter. They're more intense. I do believe in championship experience. And I do believe in poise and maturity. You all are mature in terms of the bodies that you have. On the team, Al Warford, Marcus Smart, you have veterans that can lead that, that locker room. But you don't have veterans that on the floor in a championship environment like the NBA Finals have any experience whatsoever. 
And I don't put that as a high reason why the Warriors are going to win. No. But I will do that and say that it's, it's going to be a factor. You're going to see that when you play against somebody in the NBA Finals, the amount of the what you thought you gave in the conference finals to get here is nothing. That effort, you got to triple it. Against another team that's tripling it. And if anybody knows anything about working out, when you amp up the intensity of your workout, it gets to you. Again, running, sprinting. If you're trying to break your record, if you're trying to run a 100-yard, 100-meter dash, 10 seconds, that takes that takes a lot. 10 seconds might get you to nationals. But then if you want to get make it to the Olympics, oh now you gotta you gotta be nine four. Nine three. If you want a shot at winning in the Olympics in the hundred meter sprint. That's triple the effort. Many people get dusted once they get to that level. You know why? Because you're not ready. Your body's not there. You're not, your body has not been conditioned to be able to push itself that far. Because this is his first time having all the pressure being heaped on them at once. On top of the pressure that somebody else is better at everything that I do and they're doing it with ease. Warriors have been done this, like I've continually said. They've they've beaten. They've won gold multiple times. And they've done it with ease. Boston has barely handled their business when it comes to talent that they've that they're far and away better than. And they struggle. They're panting and they're, they're panting and breathing heavy by the time they finish that race. And they ain't even their toughest opponent. So that's what's going to be the difference maker when it comes to this series. Boston's not going to be able to to consistently handle the amount of dynamic offense that the Warriors are going to bring. Their offense is going to stagnate when they try to rely on defense alone. Ooh, it's going to be wrapped because now you're trying to rely on fast break opportunities. And like I said, when you sprint with the sprinter, who's already won gold, you're nine times out of ten going to lose. Unless the gold medal sprinter catches a cramp. And in this case, cramps his injuries. Ah, uh, Lord, I hope nobody gets injured during this series. But it can happen. But if everybody's healthy, no. No way in the world. Boston doesn't win this series. Now, once they get out of this championship experience and have a chance to rest on it and feel what it's like to be there, we might see a different animal. Or we can see what we saw in the Suns this year, which is a, a, a facade of evolution. Looked like they got better. And then at the Drop of a hat, falter, 
and crashed and burned. But we're going to see. But mark my words, they look like that they're adept to beat them. They look like they have everything they need to take it home since 2010. The first championship since 2010. They look like they do. But they don't. Don't let it fool you with potential. Don't let potential fool you. Let the production speak. And the production has said they can't. They can't. Because Warriors aren't Miami. Warriors aren't playing above what they normally can do. Warriors don't rely on grit. Grit can only take you so far. Grit and talent, now you're looking at a different story. And that's what the Warriors have. The combination of both. And that's something that the Celtics are not ready for. They're not. So I'm calling it now. The Warriors are going to be your 2021-2022 NBA champions. And Steph may get his MVP. We'll talk about Steph's legacy if he wins the chip in a later episode. There's a whole nother conversation that can be delved into. Right now, just understand this. Just like they were holding up that Western Conference Championship, give it for Larry O'Brien over to be held up uh, with Steve Kerr right under it. Steph, Clay, Dre, and Poole all touching the trophy. Because they're winning the finals. And they're going to do it in six. And if it's bad enough in five. But either way, they're going to dominate. In my estimation. Call it bold. I don't care. Because I know what the Celtics are. I know what they've been. I'm not going to let this one experience that they've finally gotten over the hump. Neglect what they had to do to get there. Or rather, how they performed performed individually to get over that hump. That's not going to be enough. It's not going to be enough. Absolutely not. So, this has been the Welch Report. I've been John Luke Welch. Again, Warriors in six. So, understand this. Come uh, June 2nd, we're going to see what all this action is going to be about. But mark my words, we got more episodes coming for you. Oh, man. This is just the start of a beautiful tradition of consistent uploads. Oh, don't you love it? I love it. Lord knows I need some consistency in my life (laughs) right about now. So, please, come, support, subscribe, hit a like on the video, share this to everybody you know, and let's grow this channel. Let's make a community of our own, and let's keep on doing what we do, loving what we love, and being the best sport community on YouTube. Yes, sir. I will catch you all later. Peace and love. Can't wait to see you all in the next episode.